Diverse voices. Unique sound. Not the same old thing. Different, different. This is NOCO FM. Garandar, the capital city in the land known as Tindrak, is an industrious and wealthy city. Over the last half century, Garandar has worked in advancing its knowledge in both magic and science, combining both to better the lives of its people and allowing them to pursue passions instead of being forced to focus on basic survival. If you found yourself in the sky looking down upon Garandar, you'd notice the city does not have a usual round or square shape to it. Instead, each individual district within the city branches out in a separate direction, looking like the roots of a tree. Within the central district, tall, slender towers shoot up into the sky, the peaks of which disappear beyond the clouds. However, our story does not begin here. Our story begins hundreds of miles to the east, in the Terran jungles, where a group of adventurers are risking their lives to save the city, and to be frank, the world. So three, two, one. Thank you. That was like right on. Was it? No. Well, it was, it was, it was right, right on, on for on me. Right. That's also, good. Well, that's the last. Slow down your count here. Like, we're going to do a clap trap. All right, three, two, one. Well, because I started hearing him go, I, I heard exactly. Rick also start counting down too, and I was like, oh, God. Three, three, two, two, one. But God, go, go, I okay, clapped right when you clapped. So. Uh, that sounds like y'all. Which is doctor. correct for my <laughs> track. All you have to do is just pay attention to my track. That's what yeah. the thing that matters. I'm the star here. I'm the star. No, it's not yeah. the star. <laughs> he thinks he's the star. We're all wearing sunglasses and drinking chappuccinos. Chappuccinos. <laughs> this is going to be fun. It's called a <laughs> cappuccino, and wait till you hear what it costs. <laughs> What's that from? It's from um, it's from one of the flashbacks in Arrested Development. Oh yeah, the, it's the... called a cup of kino, and wait till you hear what it costs. He had a big <laughs> afro on or something. Okay, so I'm still on the home menu and hadn't even chosen a race on Ipric. Why didn't um, anybody else clap? Because he he said <laughs> nobody it's else. It's going to be just me and you, Rick. And then he gave us dagger dagger eyes okay, or can, devil eyes. I think what Rick needs right now is just like a slow clap from our end, just to feel a little bit better, like okay. Tinkler, like Tinkerbell style. Just you can like, do it. You can live. You're, are you living? I believe in you. I believe in you. I do believe in fairies. I do. I'm not I do. gonna lie. This is the best feeling I felt. <laughs> why do you Why do you think I do live theater? Not a paycheck, obviously, for the applause. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Side note, that's really unrelated to everything, but it's related to my day. So today was the Pug Parade, right? <gasps> oh my God, we're Fort Collins? Mm-hmm. I Old live town. in Rock City! Yes, so it was the Pug Parade. And my favorite one is this man had his, like, a giant wagon with it as, like, an inflatable yellow submarine, and he had all of his pugs being the Beatles. Oh, my God. Oh, my They gosh. all had wigs and costumes. Oh, my God, it was so good. Was he dressed like that big, weird uh, purple guy with, like, big nose? So this is from the back, because he was walking past oh, me Oh, he's I dressed thought, like but, Sgt. Pepper or something. But, yeah, and you see all of his pugs in there, like, in their wigs. Oh, my God. That's so good. Oh, my That's God. Good. Oh. Got, also, it's uh, just 
a uh, nice humanity to not make the pugs actually walk the whole way because otherwise it'd be like we went to a pug parade. How long? Oh was yeah, it? It this was like was a half block, but it took like forty five minutes. Another one, they like made him his his. Her, she they made her her throne. <gasps> oh my god! Oh my! Her oh my god! Throne. Like, like, I it's you. They made like a really badass like throne of swords into the, out of this stroller. That is so good. <laughs> and um, mm-hmm. that naked dog is kind of hot. I'm kidding. <laughs> Gross. But it's also a little bit more inclusive than the Tour de, tour de Corgi. Because mm-hmm. as long as you're, like, kind of pug-sized, they let you in. Or if you have, like, a pug brother, they let you in. Whereas mm-hmm. the tutor corgi, they're like, really your ugly other dog can watch. Or- <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's funny because, like, whenever you're doing photos and then there's the corgi parade and then you see a dog that's not a corgi, you immediately go, how dare you? <laughs> you think you're as good as us? Bow, bow to the queen of filth, to the queen of garbage. Yeah, no, I heard the pub parade even let people just with really ugly little brothers start walking around. That's how I felt. I was at a new S Fest and they had um, they had a wagon with a sticker that was like, my dog's on the honor roll. And they had the just ugliest dog with two legs <laughs> and like a bull haircut. It was awful. They give haircuts to dogs? No, it, it was their human spawn. Uh, but the wagon oh, said my dog awful. is on honor roll. It's oh my actual God. ugliest D&D dog I've ever thing seen. Now, I think would probably be... D&D down and dirty. Oh, Jesus. Um, so, hi, folks. Hi. Thank you so much for Hello. listening hi. to our show. This is episode zero. Episode zero. Where we introduce our characters, talk about character design, that kind of shiznet. Um, stuff. Very stuff. exciting. And I kind of want to go... It is actually pretty exciting. So let's go around the table really quick first and introduce ourselves and our characters as we know them so far, uh, starting with Rick. Me, Rick? He like, went to point and like nobody was there. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, you, Rick. So right now he's going to talk about real people and then you, you, the real people, talk about your own character. Yeah. I, okay. So, the, so I, I realize that we're doing this uh, remotely. At least I am doing this remotely. And so that I think I need to send you guys like a doll or like a, I don't know, some representation of me that you can like here, talk to. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. I'm going to put a, uh, I'm going to put a D20 over here with a one on top. Here's That's what we'll you. do from here on out. We'll hire a stand-in with like an iPad on their face <laughs> so that you can Skype in. I'm down to the for conversation. that. Yeah. I'm down for mm-hmm. that. Uh, yeah. Will they roll? For, are they going to roll for you though? I hope they do. So okay. So hi, my name is Rick. What do you want me to say during this? Talk about introduction? your character. Oh, oh shit! shit. You want me to talk about my character? Literally uh, the well, thing that I said. Was that what you said though? <laughs> yes. You said talk was. about my character. Okay. Hi, my name is Rick. I am playing the character of Buster, last name to be decided. A younger than middle-aged half-elf-ish, who is uh, a a cleric. Okay. I I would say uh, fairly cynical and, I guess, uh, kill some giants? Okay. Yay. Cool. Uh, Scotty. Uh, Hey, I'm Scotty. My character, uh, his name is Ipperick. Um, That's going to be fun. Well, 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 my friends call me Double Lock. I hope to be called that someday. Okay. Um, I am it's not a, happening. Uh, for- it's not <laughs> happening. <laughs> I'm a forest gnome. My dad, uh, well, wait, am I doing, what are we doing? Are we telling backstory or something? Uh, like, no. No. Okay. Just, uh, like what Rick just did, what, what about you? Just yeah. what you're doing. Um, uh, since, we're, since we're starting the characters, I guess I'll put it this way. I have never played Dungeons and Dragons before. I'm, cool. I've always kind of wanted to. Um, I uh, grew up in the 80s and the 90s, which means um, my mom was scared of uh, three things exactly. Uh, razor blades in 
apples given out in Halloween, Dungeons and Dragons, and I guess uh, the devil. Yeah. Right. So that's how I was raised. They're all the same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Turns out, yeah, totally thrilled. And so this is my first time ever playing, and I hope that people can follow along and think, hey, I can do this too, even if you don't have a ton of friends, because you can make friends playing Dungeons <laughs> and Dragons. Well. Sid. <laughs> Hi. My name is Sydney, or Sid, if you know me. I am playing a halfling named Kuyupa. Uh, I am a paladin. That's how you pronounce what, it. What? What? Yeah. Kuyupa. 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 Okay. Kuyupa. Okay. I realize you're maybe not like familiar with the um, the pronunciation of my language, but it is Kuyupa. Kuyupa. What language do the halflings speak? Halfish. Half. Yeah. Half halfling. Half also, halfish. Halfish. I just say it's like pig Latin, but you only say half the word. Funny, she doesn't look halfish. It's a joke because I'm half white. <laughs> uh. um, but yes, I am a paladin. You know, I just really want us all to work together to get things done and. If we all just stay really positive, maybe sing a song here or there. I don't know. But we, I don't know. So I, I'm ready for adventures. Your I, character is very, like, a positive person. Yeah, I, just, I don't like to give too much backstory because then it's just like, first of all, as my character develops, then I don't want to have to go back and be like, oh, just kidding. That thing that I thought that I was. Not. Yeah. So, go ahead. I think, well, I was going to say, just as a beginner, um, there's a lot of races and a lot of classes. So, like, can I, can I, as a beginner, I was definitely a little bit confused when I was like, paladin and cleric? Like, what the heck is the difference? And it sounds like you're like a cleric with a sword or something. Yeah, yeah. So, I can, I can kind of like explain like all the different races. Like, is that something we want to talk about? I don't yeah, yeah, totally. Um, mm -hmm. So, so pretty much you guys chose, and this was actually really kind of nice because I was kind of worried that you guys wouldn't choose like differing classes so like for instance the rogue is like a normal rogue it's a pick pickpocket oh and that's and me that's gonna be your yeah. your character and that's just like the normal like uh bilbo Bagginsy character right somebody who's who's there to steal things bilbo wasn't a rogue yeah, well, he was a he was a thief. He was a but, thief. But I don't have near the same affinity for you know doilies that he does. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Wait. But the, the kind of like this, the very good at stabbing things from behind. Is oh, what you're okay. oh, I'm good. And at that. and stealthy things. Okay. Yeah. So that's what's what your special speciality is going to be. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have the the cleric, uh, which is uh, healing class, but also like high damage attacks with like holy damage and what's really cool about the cleric is they they get their power pretty much from their god uh, which is really kind of cool so like so, the gods of old the gods of yesteryear yeah so so it's like um and specifically you know well we can talk about um rick's choice in in uh god I, do we need to do that in this episode i don't, I don't know. know um if it, if it comes up we can um but th that's kind of that class and then the paladin is kind of like holy damage uh, on one hand, and on the other hand, it's like uh, a f the fighter class. Mm -hmm. So you've got like a powerful um, holy damage spells, but also holy like damage. Holy uh, damage, Batman! <laughs> holy damage! Okay, we all did the same joke. Um, but okay, I did the I did joke, it, and then y'all just repeated yeah. the joke. It's I mean, fine. Well, I didn't <laughs> Second the joke. Best, but, third know, is the worst. Okay. Uh, Rick, Rick, do you want to do R the joke? Rick's out. Holy damage, Batman! <laughs> Thank you. Oh, damn it! That was the best one of all. Yeah, really good delivery. Um, but on the other hand. Uh, the paladin is really good at fighting and taking a lot of damage. Um, they're kind of like, a, a, I wouldn't say like a meat shield, but they're really good at, like, <laughs> if you think about, like, classic World of Warcraft 
specialities like the tank class. So you got a tank class, you've got the healer class, and you've got the damage class. I think you guys have a very well-rounded group. Who who is the damage class? You yours. I am? Yeah, your your character like rogues do oh, you, oh, you're good talking about the, damage. The sneak attack stuff they were talking uh-huh. about. Okay, yeah. So and I mean like your characters all kind of do Oh yeah, my dude does damage. Oh yeah, for sure. So and that's what's really cool about like D D in general is that for the most part, all classes kind of do multiple things pretty well. Yeah, people say that um, a rogue can be like a jack of all trades. I kind of want to turn that on its head and be like a Jill of all trades, despite being a guy, you know, just. Okay. I respect that. Yeah. Okay, good. Because I, yeah, right. I was like one one inhale away from regretting saying anything. <laughs> right. I was like, I regret that. So let's, let's delve deep into, Scotty, we're going to do you last. Okay. Um, because we're going to be rolling Sloppy your Sloppy thirds. Sloppy thirds. Um, so, Buster, since you're first on my screen, oh, let's boy. jump into your character really quick. Have you rolled your character completely? Are we good to go? So, okay. Or so, are you still deciding on things? Well, uh, I, I have. I, I think that I am at a good spot. What happened is uh, there are two ways that you can roll, right? You can roll with a real dice, or you can kind of do these preset um, points-based rolls. And... and I decided that instead of like your possibility of getting a much higher, uh, I guess, attributed character uh, increases when you roll it yourself or it's like 50 50, whether or not it's higher or lower. But if you want to be like exactly average, uh, you can do the points based one. And that's what I did. So my so basically my character is perfectly average average okay that's good you're a very average dude what does that mean like straight tens or something or so so pretty much what what rick did is he did a mode called point buy uh to create his character which allowed him to spend points towards his character Um, oh that's right that's right that's right so um we're gonna talk about sid's character creation here in a second because i've got some i have some questions no because i rolled it I well because it was like three in the morning, so I rolled it. I literally went onto like a D and D website and I was like, "How do you roll it?" And it was like, "You take four D sixes, roll them all, drop the lowest one." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Which is why I have the one that's eighteen. Yeah. So I was wondering because your rolls are insane. I literally had triple six or quadruple sixes. And yeah. I was like. So as long I, that, was, that was something that I was going to talk to you about, and we'll talk about this more. But as long as uh, you rolled that. Uh, yes. Okay, you actually wrote that. Cool. Because I was looking at it, I was like, fuck, Sid has a plus one to everything at least. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I wasn't just like, I'm going to be super smart. Like, I rolled four <laughs> sixes, and I was like, well, dang. And honestly, like, looking looking at Buster's character sheet here, um, and we're going to be posting these online, too, uh, consistently while we're leveling, and all for the all the other different characters that we have as well, so that you at home can keep up with our with our D&D campaign. So um, I want to talk a little bit about the cleric class itself. Okay. Um, uh, so pretty much at level one, you start with something that's called Disciple of Life, which gives you better healing abilities. Um, is that a spell or is that just a normal thing? It's just it's just an attribute that you get. So you get uh, you any creature that you heal regains an additional hit points equal to two plus your uh, or plus the spell's level. So if you do a first level spell, two plus one, so you get an extra three healing, which mm. it adds up. Yeah. So which is really kind of cool. Um, and then we'll talk about like the first, the next few levels of of the your each of your classes uh-huh. um, because you guys get some pretty cool stuff. Um, specifically at uh, level two, you get something that's called preserve life, 
anybody who's badly injured, um, you get to heal them more than half of its hit point maximum, I think. Um, and then at fifth level, you get destroy undead, which just kills, like, flat out kills zombies. Cool. Like, destroy zombies. And you can do some really, really cool stuff with that. Mm. So that's kind of, like, what, um, what clerics can do at low levels. So talk about your background as an acolyte. Okay. Uh, so Buster uh, grew up with his father, uh, who was a missionary that went out to all the different races, basically. So he, he went out to, uh, like, goblin clans and orcs and uh, elven clans, and and he tried to preach the word of Bokab, who is the deity of magic and um, kind of a, a real uh, neutral and yet wise badass looks, character bokob <laughs> looks like george carlin is what we've decided absolutely like george carlin <laughs> like we were we were looking at photos of bokob like a little bit ago and i was like we were like is it vincent is it is it sean connery no is it vincent price no oh it's george carlin oh shit oh but so he's like at least a human and not like he, a, he's very he, he's a humanoid weird. god yes yeah he's like george carlin in bill and ted's uh excellent adventure uh, what was his name uh Rufus. 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 Yeah. yeah. Rufus. Yeah, he's that guy uh, with the ponytail and everything. I mean, he's he's yeah. So he's really he's he's a badass god. Um. So yeah, basically he traveled around for a while uh, with his father. Uh, you know, preaching the word, the good word of Bokab. People were were I guess receptive to some point in the fact that like when his father went to these elven clans. Um, that's where you know he met his mother that's how he was made that's uh so like so like right there's there's this history of you know his his father going around and 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 preaching the word and also maybe mingling a bit and uh getting to know the cultures and and so as buster grew up he became uh kind of like his father's you know his his gopher his go-to guy and um they they got to a point where you know they were they were doing these missionary uh, expeditions quite often. Uh, they got to the point where perhaps they went to a uh, giants clan, and uh, he was preaching the word of Bacab and got whacked real good right on the noggin. Uh, and uh, Buster's father crumpled. And uh, was killed because, let's face it, giants not big fans of Bacab or magic. I believe they are not. C- correct me if I'm wrong, but right. Well, these ones weren't anyway. Yeah, no, no. Oh, these I, guys I will cor- I will correct you. Don't worry. Oh, good. <laughs> no, 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 good, no, 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 no. You're fine. <laughs> I honestly like. I think that's. I think that's pretty rad. Yeah. So, so um, and then one other thing that you know, you and I kind of talked about a little bit is like, um, you all are on this kind of like expedition to find this um, specific item and we'll talk about that more here in a bit but like your character um, was and we can talk about this more later down the road because it's still kind of nebulous at this point where we're not sure exactly why you guys are a part of these this group hmm. um, specifically and I kind of want to think have you guys think about what got you to this point but um, I see I see Buster specifically as kind of the the uh, medical advisor or like the the doctor on this 
this crew? Or did were you thinking of something else, or was that kind of like where you were heading no, personally I, to? I think that so so after his father's death, you know, he's set to to kind of find himself to find like like what's his relationship with Bokab? And so, you know, he was searching kind of far and wide. He, he considered, you know, continuing to do that kind of missionary work to spread the word. And in doing so, you know, he, he had learned a lot, uh, as an acolyte, uh, as a follower of his religion, uh, in the ways of healing and kind of those magical abilities. And so he became, uh, really interested in, in continuing that work and joined the group as a cleric saying, you know, Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. My, my skills at being a cleric are awesome. You know, I'm, I'm really good at this. Uh, and then also, you know, maybe as a chance to continue to say, you know, Bacob's, yeah, Hey, have you heard the word? Okay. Um, cool. I'm going to move on to <laughs> please <Sid>. do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. We, we're spending a lot of time on individual characters, and that's good. Um, See, I hate this part. Okay. No, it's fine. We we will improv, because it's it's okay. Like, I just... Um, I know. I'm so sorry. I'm not sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. All. I just... I think of my character more in the now and the future than mm. where I've been. Awesome. Cool. I mean, like, if you, we don't have to talk backstory at all. Like, I'm 100% yeah. fine with that. Like, uh, and I've mentioned this before to, to you guys, is um, specifically when it comes to, and I mean, like, in our previous campaign, uh, Rick had kind of this, like, idea about Cashier, his, his previous character, and were they like a cat person? Uh, no, they were a, a tiefling, so like a ah. demon person. Uh, but horns. They the the idea of like what you think your character is versus what they are once you actually start rolling mm. are two completely different characters. You guys mm. will realize very quickly that who you think your character <laughs> is versus how they start rolling two completely different things. So what you're saying is like, I think my person's very smart, but I keep rolling very very low on these things. So maybe they out. think that they're very smart and they're mm-hmm. not. Yeah. So like it. it it comes out in the roles like what what your character kind of becomes. It is mm. um, interesting. Well, and even outside the roles, I mean, I can create this backstory in my head all I want, and then once I actually start interacting as this character, it yeah. changes. And I feel like the last time I tried to have these ideas, I don't know, it it felt more forced as yeah. opposed to just becoming my character and letting the story build itself. Exactly. And here's here's the biggest thing that I'm going to recommend for you guys, and this is why I didn't want, like, huge, huge backstories for mm-hmm. everybody, um, is because I want you guys to, as you figure out who your character is, then build your backstory um, on top of that. So, um, Kuyupa. Yes. I was pronouncing it Kuyopa, and I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. I mean, I realize that makes sense, that yeah. it looks like Kuyopa, but... Yeah, Kuyupa. Kuyupa. How do you spell uh, it? C O O. Y O P A. Cool. I mean, Ku. 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 Kuyupa. Kuyupa. Um, Kuyupa is our paladin, and we talked about this a little bit too. Um, and I'm going to jump in. Uh, so, first off, and I mentioned this before when we were doing, you know, talking about roles for Rick, you fucking rolled this character. <laughs> Holy shit. Mm-hmm. You have nothing less than a 12. I'm pretty freaking shooketh. Whoa. Yeah. So. You have an 18 in intellect. Mm-hmm. 18. You rolled three fucking sixes? It, I rolled four. You rolled four? one. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what? Mm. 
Okay, so you I, have a plus four in intellect right now. <laughs> so that's something that I, I think we may ha- have to figure out if that, like, becomes a little too overpowered. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we can we can talk about that down the road if, if for some reason... If I need to, like, sustain a brain injury yeah. at some point. <laughs> and take a couple points out of something, yeah. But, like, that's awesome. That's, that's what's really cool about D&D, too, is that when you do these roles... Um, now watch that try and save me later, and my rolls are like all crit fails. Yeah, <laughs> I'm st- I'm so fucking stoked. For I that. used up all of my roll luck on my <laughs> right. So um, what's cool about that, and, and this is why I like, um, I actually like all three styles of of points, like how to how to figure out your scores. Um, but specifically, I love the the roll four, drop one rule mm-hmm. because you can get the shittiest character. <laughs> and it's great to start just rolling with that. Just be like, my yeah. character fucking sucks, but let's make that interesting. And honestly, like, having somebody who's not good, having a character that's flawed mm-hmm. is so much more interesting than having a character who's perfect. Yeah, that's exactly I mean, why like, I did what I did, yeah. Yeah, so so that's kind of... Um, and we, we'll talk about that a little bit more um, um, down the road. Ah. Um, but uh, we're going to jump in really quick to kind of Kuyupa's uh, character uh, skills. So pretty much at level one, um, you have something that's called Divine Sense, which gives you like kind of like the like the ability to kind of see evil mm-hmm. and what that means. And that's so hit or miss for me because I try not to, especially when it comes to writing stories, I I don't think that there's like pure good, pure evil things. So mm-hmm. it's kind of hard for me to do that. But <clears throat> with that being said, when I saw that you were being a paladin, I was like, fuck, this is an awesome thing. It forces me to be a little bit more creative uh, and like actually writing in quotations evil things to what you would consider evil. Well, and the way I kind of look at that is it's not necessarily like this person is evil, but there, you know, I imagined it more of like, with objects mm. of like being able to sense like there's magic around this and I can kind of tell that it's not good ma- and like that's mm. how I right fe- kind of so so that yeah out. exactly I think I also think that um, what you would consider evil is something that goes against your oath as a paladin mm-hmm. so every paladin has mm-hmm. very specifically an oath that they have to to say and mm-hmm. follow to a T. Like, that is their specific thing. And there's paladins that are called Oathbreakers who, you know, go against that and become kind of evil in the paladin world, but not necessarily evil, mm-hmm. right? So so I think in a sense of evil is somebody that goes against your oath is kind of how I see it too. Um, but I also want to play with the idea of, like, something that actually is, like, evil, Mm-hmm. I see. So it's not like some kind of get out of jail free card where any time we enter a room, you're like, oh, I instantly know where all the traps are or something just because of that. Yeah. It's more like it has to be specific to, you know, oh, wait, no, there's definitely a evil according to right. the person hiding behind that box. So or, or somewhere the, in the, room. the spell itself, um, you can use an action to, you know, the so as an action, you can open your awareness to detect such forces until the end of your next turn. You know, the location of any celestial fiend or undead within 60 feet. Uh, a mm-hmm. view that's not behind total cover. You know the Are type. They normally invisible or something, or uh, it could be. Oh, okay. Invisible zombies. That's actually you ruined the entire plot line <laughs> of this show. 
was all going to be invisible zombies. So now I have to rewrite everything. Dang it. You know, that's another point that just in case people didn't get, because as a, as a newbie, myself as a noob, as a before player, like apparently dungeon masters or DMs or whatever, GMs, general manager or... General manager. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, baseball coach. Uh, they, they, there are certain books you can pull from, but you're like literally legit writing this whole thing. Like you're creating this whole thing. Yeah. So, um, um, or making it up as you go along and we won't know. But, but I mean, the idea is that like that's that's cool. Like that's a total new aspect of any kind of gameplay for me. And usually, uh-huh. it's like, well, let's consult the directions or something, or uh-huh. is this a word in Scrabble? You got to look it up. This is like, this is like a legit adventure that we're all going well, on together. And there still is that booklet. It's just a living, breathing person mm-hmm. who yeah. can then be like, eh, nope, not in my rules. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I. And we'll we'll talk about kind of like. Uh, table rules a mm-hmm. little bit more, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's I I love every aspect of D and D. I'm excited. Um, specifically, when it comes to like group storytelling, because that's literally what we're doing. We're sitting around a table, uh, and I mean most of us. We had our honorary Rick. <laughs> Rick are you had... sitting around a kind of table? Yeah. We for <laughs> then we are. It's not the same yeah. table, but we're sitting around a table. Yeah. So uh, we did a, a threw up an iPhone with Rick's picture on it, just in honor of Rick being at this table. So um, when you hit level three is when you choose your oath and what that's going to look like. Mm-hmm. There's a couple different ones. Like one's more of like the classic paladin that you see in in like games like. World of Warcraft, that kind of stuff. There's one that's kind of more like a nature-based fighter who like defends the forests. Gross. And there's another. There's there's a lot of different oaths that you can take. Um, each one gets you like specific path that you can take for your character and for uh, uh, role playing. So mm. what's really cool about this game too, and we'll talk about this more, is that like this all of these things allow each of you to role play your characters more, give you more options to role play your characters. So into that. Um, yeah, so <clears throat> at fifth level you get an extra attack. Uh, Seriously, that's huge. It's 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 crazy. Yeah. Um, so uh, starting at tenth level you get an aura of courage. So anybody within ten feet of you can't be frightened. It's kind of cool. Um, you've got cleansing touch when you get further and further into the game. A lot of really cool stuff that paladins can do. Mm-hmm. So I am. But I also think I like the courage one because I definitely think that's going to get some certain characters into trouble. Yes, I agree. Oh, so um, mm-hmm. I don't mean to interject. I keep just interjecting stuff. No, you're fine. You're like this badass character, but you're also a halfling. Is that right? Like, can I ask how tall are you? Oh yeah, let me just pull this up exactly so you know exactly. Because <laughs> like I like I like to picture these things and like like you're this paladin. You can do all this stuff. You have all the strength. You can take two actions in a turn. Two foot eleven. Yep. <laughs> two foot eleven. Two <laughs> foot eleven. Forty three pounds. And like you want you strut into a town and people are like stay at my house, stay at my house. Folks, the man bun. Hero. Uh, <laughs> going on. Yeah, you've got the dirty dirty blonde man bun. You're slightly tan, eyes brown. 51 years old, which is young for a halfling. So um, we've talked about this uh, a bit, about who your character is kind of based around. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to say names and drop names about who this character is based off of. But you're gonna. Are you still basing this around this this person? Yes. Because I was actually looking at this, and it's really awesome, that your ideals is you, like, command respect. Like, you want people deserve... Uh, to be treated with dig- dignity, so that's awesome. Uh, that you protect those that can't protect themselves. So they're, I mean, that's a good like uh, bond, but that's also kind of a flaw that you have to like protect people mm-hmm. at all. And then the, your flaw is awesome uh, that you're you're convinced that you have a significant part of destiny. And I think that is super rad that you are super full of yourself. Uh, <laughs> 
to the point of like like being so headstrong about your importance in the world. And I think that there's some really cool stuff that we can play with there. Mm-hmm. So I am I'm super excited I'm about this character. Fucking yeah. stoked for your character. In this expedition, what? Who are you in this expedition? Are you like just the the beefy boy who's just kind of like there to poke things? What? <laughs> are you the beefy boy? <laughs> it's a simple question. Are you the beefy boy? Do you bring the Can beef? You put that... <laughs> Does your boy bring the beef? Can you put that into like terms that Hi there. I understand? Hi there. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna when use you're it around other boys. Are you thinking? Hmm. I want to poke them. I'm a beefy boy. So okay, we're gonna use this in a sentence. Hi there, my name is Kuyupa. I'm a beefy boy. Um, so no, um, is I'm, your character is um, like that like Gene from Bob's Burgers essentially? Like I'm just thinking more like, oh. are, are you there to help protect the party physically or sexually? <laughs> protect your honor with, um, my, with my dick. Well, I mean, it, with, that, that's not that's not thrown out. I mean, like that's one of those, the cleric has honor. You could protect the cleric's honor. I mean, to an extent. Okay. But that's not like that's more of a thing that happened. That's not why I showed up. Okay, mm. why did you show up? Why are you here? I think like maybe like some more big concepts, some like the little like literal reason why you're here. And well, so like like I think just as a basis, I mean, I've I kind of just join quests when I see people that I think need help. Right. Huh. And you know, people who are thieves and whatnot, who maybe. I can maybe change their ways and make them hmm. be a little less, uh, make their fingers a little less sticky. Ooh. Okay, so like your job is to kind of be like more of the, I wouldn't say like And like the cheerleader with the sword. Yeah. Okay. There's, Who's two foot eleven? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, there's so, a series of movies called like Ninja Cheerleaders. Or I, cheerleader I, Ninjas. There's I've one been of picturing, each. One I've of them's important and the other one has George Decay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's not the same one? <laughs> no. Missed opportunity. Side note, Rick, how tall are you? Excuse me. Um, be- Buster, bu- Buster. Beebs. Bust, Buster Button. Uh, Buster Bob. BB. Beebs. I Great. am description <laughs> five foot five. Five foot five. Oh, big boy. That is uh, almost exactly twice as tall as a. You are tiny. I love <laughs> your tiny beefy boy. I love. I I I love this. Look, we just gave a perfect example how, the, how she's not a beefy boy, and then you're still going right back to it. I mean, I haven't even the... met you in this game yet, but you can probably ride on my shoulders. Yeah. That, I I, oh, I guarantee that's fuck. probably going to happen. Well, actually, uh, point of order. Uh, I know that I'm a newbie, but I will point out that if you are a halfling, I think one of the traits that I saw, one of the physical things, is like you're able to hide behind somebody who's kind of like normal size, like flat out hide. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you have that invisibility to be like barrel rider. I can't see you, but you know whatever. Hide um, in the shadow. You also get something that allows you to have better luck. So if you roll a one, yeah, that actually you, sucks. I think you can't roll a critical fail, which is oh, that is oh, the yeah. best exactly what you're move worried about. ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm that's mad always that embarrassing. Also, because I recall you rolling fairly poorly before. It's right. A um, also, so okay, sorry. Um, I hate this because I'm literally on Google for Beefy Boy, and, <laughs> and all that has come up is the Beefy Boy jingle. Is there a, a, a restaurant or something? What, what you have a song. There are multiple. There's a restaurant. There's um, oh, Beefy wait, Boy. T- is that the Big Boy? There's a, a tomato seed called the Beefy Boy. Okay, I, there's I'm a the... jerky company called the Beefy Boy. <laughs> There's a thing that's called the Beefy Boys Meat Boutique. <laughs> I'm so into that. Bacon the, I, is meat candy. The so Beefy Boys candy. Pizza Boy. Yes. I'm so turned on right now.
Hey there, my name is KevCat and I am the host of NoCo Gadio, the weekly hour-long show dedicated to highlighting the fantastic musical abilities of the LGBTQIA community, and guess what? It ain't just musical theater. Come check out NoCo Gadio every Friday at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard at NoCo FM. That's N-O-C-O dot F-M. I'm Stephanie James, host of The Spark, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. on NoCo FM. Each week, I talk with luminaries in the fields of psychology, health and wellness, entrepreneurs, motivation, and more. We talk about their life stories, their passions, and the ways in which they've overcome adversity, and they provide the necessary tools that will enable you to do the same. Join me Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Mountain, only on NOCO FM for The Spark with Stephanie James, igniting your best life. I'm JDC053, a confused clone without any pants. Uh, I'm James Not a Cop, who is definitely not a cop. I'm Tobias Clutterbuck, a terrible Victorian actor. I'm Action 6 News reporter Chet Cleveland. And I'm star of the stage Helen Slaymaker. And I'm Lieutenant Starburst Cheez-It Taco Bell Esquire, the third. And this is Rolling Misadventures, a podcast that's part tabletop real play, part improvised audio drama, and a complete and total fiasco. Join us every two weeks for stories of mayhem, murder, and occasionally a moose. So check out Rolling Misadventures and see how it all goes wrong at rollingmisadventures.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Dick beans. Um, um, okay, let's get into Scotty's character. Okay, Scotty's character. So, my character's name is Iperic. I did some of this already. Uh, I am an urchin. Um, I grew up in the streets. Um, my dad, my parents were like, um, I don't know, tutors in the city. So, I'm a, I'm a, a forest gnome who normally lives, gasp, in the forest. What brought us to the city was we're also gnomes are good intellectuals, I guess, sometimes. So, they're sometimes to be tutors, and we came to the city, but they died somehow, and I had to grow up by myself. Right. I learned how to pickpockets. Uh, as urchins do, um, I really like to learn. My dad liked books and stuff, so I started stealing like books and returning them back. Like the whole town's my library. Um, one of my I love uh, little animals. As a forest gnome, I'm able to even talk with small animals, which I'm excited Ooh. about. I have a pout mouse that lives in my beard. It's <laughs> awesome. Uh, Yes. And uh, I feed him little crumbs. Usually he just eats the crumbs off my face. Um, and uh, a lot of fun stuff. Um, I, uh, I talk a lot. I joke a lot. Um, uh, I realize that a lot of other people don't like my jokes. This is half-based in reality and half-based. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, so, yeah. So, basically, I end up kind of working. Uh, I don't have a lot of close friends or even hashtag friends. Um, mostly I just kind of work a crew. Uh, I guess I'm a member of the Thieves Guild or whatever, but mostly just like I use it yeah, as or like whatever. a Craigslist for jobs. You know, just like, hey, cool, here's a gig. I'll go do this one for a while. I do a couple of heists. I learn what I can like a sponge from everybody else and or I, I leave when I've learned everything I can or I know them too much. It's not safe to be around anymore. So I kind of just move from job to job. This one, I'm like, hey, it's another job. We're going to build your character. I mean, you've got to... Mm, like, like, all roll for, Scott, for Scotty's character. Yeah, so yeah I, I, I picked out uh, four uh, six-sided dice, or as, I, as the humans call them, just dice. We're going to do what's called a standard build, which is just like building it pretty much from scratch. 
Um, okay, character name, Iperic. So you've already decided your character name, so we've gone to step two. Right. Uh, I want to make sure I get this right. Homebrew content, critical role content, what, what are all these? We yes, no, yes, Yeah, you're yes, fine. Um, okay. The only thing I would say is, like, don't, we're not going to worry about encumbrance. So if you guys have that, that's fine. Uh, for people who are totally noob, noob like me, uh, encumbrance means like heavy, can, how, heavy how heavy things are. And if you're, like, totally overloaded, like, there's, I, I saw, like, a joke t-shirt. I think it, you might have even worn it one time with, like, Link from Legends of Zelda with like a backpack with like a thousand things hanging off the back of it. Okay, Forest Gnome, which is what I want to be. So you're going to be a Forest Gnome. Um, oh, good. Which is cool, there. because you get a plus two in intelligence, um, you get uh, dark vision, and you get gnome cunning. So you're just very, very, you're very smart. It also gives me natural illusionist, which uh, means I can make, uh, this is a totally new person talking, it means I can make, uh, like an, I think it's a non-moving image of like a six by six by six cube uh, or flat if I wanted to, or also a sound. So like I could put like Obi-Wan Kenobi and be like, and they're like, did you hear that? So we're going to go past... The oh, I also get Speak With Small Beasts, which as a player and as a human being, I just want so badly. <laughs> Talk to squirrels. One time, okay. Squirrels. Non sequitur, it's crazy. <laughs> but one time in college, I... Uh, Talk to I, a squirrel. I just, I'm really I just, high. I just, I, would you let me finish the story? <laughs> so like, I was crossing the street and there was this squirrel... On this little, like, kind of little stone mini, uh, I don't know, pedestal that they'd put up there with bricks or whatever. And I, as I do, like I does, I go up, I go, and the squirrel, like, looked up at me and kind of stood up. And I was like, it's happening. This is happening. <laughs> I mean, this is we the have, life. We have doolittled the shit out of I, this. I'm, I'm living yeah. the life I want to live. And I was like, and he was kind of like, maybe not understanding, but, like, tilt, giving me a little head tilt. And I was like, I'm in. You're in. I'm in. Let's, let's do it. What I didn't realize is that I was behind one of those collegiate-level massive trees. Right, like like a, like a, I don't know, three feet diameter minimum, massive tree, and I just cross the street, and there's this big tree, and then a sidewalk going downhill where plenty of people start coming down on their bikes or whatever. It's a college town, <laughs> so I'm like I'm like I'm walking out like I'm doing an impression of a squirrel or something, <laughs> but who's like six feet tall. I'm going like, and all of a sudden, out of my periphery, I hear and see Scotty Six Scotty. I'm sorry, and all of a sudden, there's this girl in my arms, and I'm like, well, hello, and I set her down. And my sunglasses flew off, and I set her down, and I look to my left. Which is over this way. It's a recording, but I, I looked to the wrong direction, so that embarrassed myself. It's a, yeah. I look myself. I look <laughs> to the left, and there's a bike there. The back tire is spinning, and the front tire is like completely folded like a taco. <gasps> and I was like, "Did you just? Were you on that bike?" And she goes, "Yeah. Are you okay?" I said, "Did you just hit me with your bike?" <laughs> and she said, "Yeah. Are you okay?" And I I seemed fine, and I had a little skid mark on my knee and on jeans on my knee on my jeans, and I felt nothing. Maybe it was the <laughs> I have. I, you I were have so enthralled with your squirrel. I, I had so much adrenaline because I was communicating with a small animal <laughs> that I just, I just caught her in my arms and it broke my sunglasses or whatever. And he's been chasing they that me like, dragon like ever since. Scotty, Scotty the body, or I think they called me the Rock for like a semester after that because I was made of stone. Well, and you probably like stopped her from like breaking something. Yeah, mostly me though, honestly, because I shouldn't have been out there. I basically just jumped out from behind a tree to try and talk to a squirrel. <laughs> uh, the sad part of the story, the resolution. I never know what happened to the squirrel. I hear. Oh we're gonna take a quick. Speaking break. of talking with small animals, we got. We got. Is, is she on that side? No, she's on the other door. Scotty, open the door. Let the corgi Come in. Here. Hey, corgi. Hi, doggo. Tour to corgi. I think we heard her at the exact same time. I because I was talking about squirrels. Okay, so let's move on to the next thing. Okay, um, next, I hit the next arrow, right? So, so you're the rogue class, and I, I want to talk. About, oh, hi. I hear rogue the corgi class. in here. Um, so you're you're the rogue class, which gets you kind of some cool shit. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, first level, you get something that's called sneak attack, which uh, once per turn you can deal an extra one d six damage. Uh, uh, an extra one d six damage. It's a regular dice, which is considering I have very little. 
uh-huh. uh, attack ability. It's actually kind of cool. It means I can hit up to six right. damage. So you with, also, with anything, yeah, I could I could also, stab him with a fork, and it still counts as possibly up to six damage. Right. You also learn something that's called thieves' cant, which is a, a, a language that only rogues know. But it's a language in plain words, is what I understood from yes. reading about it. So it'd be like, instead of saying, it's cold today, you'd be like, the weather outside above roofs is cold so much, and somehow it's a long way of saying it, but the code means that guy over there, totally loaded, has no security. Yep, exactly. So um, um, at further levels, you get so, like a roguish archetype, which um, you can choose something like a, like a rogue that also does like magic as well, like an arcanist. Uh, arcane trickster yep. or... Wait, or or thief or yes, something like a, um, spy is one of my things. Um, we also have the proficiencies and the expertise, which I haven't chosen yet. Should I do that now? Um, yeah. So so start choosing your stuff um, really quick, and I'll kind of go over the the character a little bit more. Starting at level fourteen, if you are able to hear, you are aware of the location of any hidden or invisible creature. So why did you guys ruin my invisible zombie campaign? Wow. Can't help it. <laughs> Man, you're the one who doesn't lock your diary. There's a lock on it. You just don't even turn the little mini key. So. Um, Eight, level 18, you are so evasive that attackers rarely gain the upper hand against you. No attack roll has advantage against you while you aren't incapacitated. Let's be honest, though. None of us are making it to 18. We're all dying way <laughs> sooner than that. Also, uh, if I can just put this out. So you're a halfling. You're 2 foot 11. I am a forest gnome. Like, basically a step up from a garden gnome, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to be taller than you. Mm-hmm. Yep. How Ridic. tall are you? Uh, I think I have to roll for it, maybe. Uh, uh, I think can... I think I can be as short as two foot eleven plus a, a d six. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, anyways, let's let's go through. You chose your proficiencies. Okay, so I chose my stuff. proficiencies. Um, uh, acrobatics, which is a dexterity thing. I think because I want to be able to like, I don't know, climb up something and swing off something and get into a room and steal stuff from it. Right. I chose insight and perception because uh, I like to. Uh, intelligence is going to be important to me. And I also chose investigation because I think my character is going to be more of a thinker and not a uh, doer, you know, and, and not a doer. Ricky Bobby is not a thinker; he's a driver. I think I am a thinker and not a bust the door down. I'm more like I think I can go around this way, or I think wait, 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 wait. We don't have to fight through a horde of invisible zombies. We can maybe have another way to do it. God, ruining my campaign <laughs> at every step of the way. All right, let's let's keep let's keep. This okay, so along. now so I just did proficiencies, but now I was clicking on expertise, and it looks like it's the same thing. So as you it's, also get an expertise, which is the same thing, but is that just because I'm a thief or something? It's like further proficiencies from something you get from one thing. Yeah, you so get two more. You get you probably have racial expertise or racial things. And, yeah. Okay. Uh, rogue things. So yeah. So I think uh, for this, I want to get. Let's do, I guess, perception, and thieves' tools. I guess. Now I'm at score calculation. Yep. Cool. Awesome. So Choose we have generation methods. So we have three different generation methods. We have a standard array, which is you get to choose what's on that list and fill in your points. Mm-hmm. We have point by, which is what Rick used. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we Perfectly have manual. Perfectly average. Which, but we're going to try manual. So we're going to try. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, we're going to do manual. So um, pretty cool. much what we're going to do is, um, uh, and I would open up like a new document so that you can write things down. Okay. You did say um, new document, not nude document. Yeah. It's no, boring. those ones are all still up. Okay. So now you take four dice, four okay, D6. Four D6. I yep. picked my favorite colors. All right. And roll them. And then you take the, the least one out and then you add those up. Oh, sweet. Two sixes and a two. Okay. So so two, you remove the two and a add six, those up. six, six, and a three. So 15. that is a 15. So you got 15. You guys are much better at counting them. And then you do this six times. Right? No, sorry. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six steps. Three, three, two, six. Now that's going to be 12. Oh, great. A one, a two, a six, and a two. 
Oh, God. That means I get a, a ten. 10. A 2, a 1, a 4, and a 1. God damn nice. it. Nice. That's a, was that a 9? No, jeez, I can't count. 7. That's a 7. 7 is extremely low. That is very low. A 2, a 5, a 5, and a 1. That's so a 12. 12 again. How many is that so far? Uh, that's 5. I got so one, one more roll of 4 dice. 1, 6, 3, 1. That's a 10. Dang it, I'm going to be squishy. Let's let's talk a little bit about the different stats. Um, specifically, I would recommend putting uh, your highest thing into dexterity for your rogue, specifically because that deals with like acrobatics, um, mm-hmm. that deals with uh, like sleight of hand, like actual rogue based. Yeah. Stuff. Also, because the rest of us are just shit at that, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. So, um, and then then you get to pretty much decide from there where you really want to put your points mm-hmm. for the most part. Uh, but that's the number one that I would say, like, that should be your top score. Unless you don't. Unless you want to roleplay it where you are a crappy rogue. No, I fine. think I'm going to go 15 for dexterity. I think I'm going to go I'm going to go 12 for intelligence. Okay. Another 12 for wisdom. Charisma would be pretty good, too. Nah. I, uh, I don't think I'm very charismatic okay. at all. I, I don't think... I think if anyone's going to talk their way out of something, it's going to be hashtag not me. Okay. Oh, that sounds like a sexual... Uh, it's going to be not me. Yeah. It's going to be the mouse in your beard who gets you <laughs> out of your... Uh... Let him go! Please! The mouse's charisma is very high. Uh, my favorite uh-huh. fictional mouse is Reepicheep from the Chronicles of Narnia. That is a fact. The Chronic what? Coles of Narnia. Okay, thank you. Uh, let's see. And then I'm going to go... 10 on Constitution. Okay, so here's what I did. I put, uh, I had a 15, a 12, a 10, a 7, a 12, and a 10. I feel like I'm boring myself even just talking about this. But basically, I went with uh, middle of the road strength and Constitution, uh, high dexterity, high intelligence and wisdom against all best wisdom. And I put charisma as a 7, which means I'm not good with talking to people. I probably, in my example, I will keep talking past the point of it's a good idea to talk. Okay, we're going to let Sid open up her Reese's really quick. And luckily, <laughs> luckily, it's a it's a king size, so there's four. Well, so there's one, one for everyone, yeah. including Rick. Yeah, that was the goal. Um, holy shit, uh, that was some serious ASMR there, right? Okay, so now uh, my strength. So yeah, it'll show get you modified. Yeah, and and we'll we'll um, post um, the the character sheets online, mm-hmm. so we don't need to talk about this stuff. But it shows you like where like what bonuses you get, what uh, negatives you get. You'll have definitely, I think, a negative two in charisma. I'm thinking, Probably yeah, negative, negative two is what it is. Yeah. So like, whenever you roll, you get minus two for charisma checks. Uh, I uh, help me out though. I mean, I, I know I haven't played before. When am I going to do a charisma check? Like, what is an example of a charisma check? If I force you into a situation where you're the one who has to talk his way out of something, I absolutely accept that. You write that in there, and I will pull a classic myself and try to talk my way out of it, and then I will accept the... See, here's the thing. In real life, I think I'm walking with a minus two charisma roll, like, like in real life. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and that's both a Dungeons & Dragons joke and also... A real life. Th- real life friends will figure that out and go, oh, yeah, that's accurate. That's accurate. Um, okay, cool. So let's move on to the next, next. The next bit. Uh, background. Oh, I, got, I already chose this. Urchin. Just pick it from the drop down. Uh, oh, things I can bring with me. I already have a... Um, I can choose a tool proficiency. Uh, oh, I don't. I don't want disguise kit. Uh, I'm already as a as a thief. I'm already proficient with a thieves tools. Double headed dildo. I wanted to do a forgery um, kit. What? Yes. Wait, what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, let's just keep moving on. I think you were you were urchin based. Yeah, you? I already clicked urchin, so now I'm looking through uh, what tool proficiencies. I'm already proficient with sleight of hand and stealth. Um, That's why I didn't choose them already. You can make a 
sweet ass bong, bro, with glass blowers tools. Yeah, Are you kidding? We're going. We're going. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Was that a ghost? Was that the ghost of Dildo's past? Dildo. <laughs> Uh, forgery kit is what I'm gonna do. Okay. Oh yeah, cool. that's a good one too. Uh, yeah. Because this way, after we kill somebody, I can be like, I think they were worth some money. Um. Oh my gosh, you chose a pet mouse. It's already one of my urchin starting equipment. Huzzah! It does. Yeah. Pet mouse is on there. Hell yeah. I think that's why I wanted it. Also, I have a token to remember your parents by. Nice. Okay. <laughs> so it's it double into dildo. No, oh. come on. <laughs> double headed. Come on, man. Because <laughs> um, here's one of the things, like it, like rogue starting equipment was to do either a rapier or a, and a short sword, yeah, or a bow and arrow and a short sword. And I was like, I want to be one of those double daggers. Is what my picture was. Yeah. So we'll get um, we'll get to that point. Don't worry. I got I got you. I no, got no you. No problems. So should I click on things or just leave them unclicked? I don't want to like, not click on something. Um, you just click through things. I'm and I'll I'll explain a little bit more because I think if I if I sell the rapier and the short board short short bow quiver <laughs> and twenty arrows, I'll get more money. <laughs> uh, don't worry about it. Don't, don't. We're, oh we're not going to go to a store and spend like an hour like selling and buying shit. Um, the website is being so slow. As yeah. an urchin, I also get a pouch containing 10 gold pieces. Thank you very little. Okay, all right. So um, while you're deciding that, I'm going to go over some kind of like table rules okay. for all of us. Table it away. Um, so one of the biggest things that I want you guys to keep in mind is that D&D 5E, so the fifth fifth edition of D&D, mm-hmm. heavily focuses on finding creative ways to solve solution, like solve problems. Okay. Um, so there's going to be times where there are monsters that are more powerful than you can just poke at. And I want you or to... Or if I had a stick, could I shake it at it? Yes. So I want you guys to remember that consistently. There's going to be times where I have set you guys up in scenarios... I don't know how you're going to solve this. Mm. So I want Ooh. you guys to think creatively as a team to be able to solve problems. So um, leading into that is the rule of cool. Um, one of the biggest things that D&D does is they do something that says, hey, here's all of our rules, but here is the rule of cool. If something's badass, that takes precedence over anything else. Yeah. So Hell if you guys yeah. have something that's, if something's going to be so awesome, like very creative idea that like helps the group, as long as it's like involving the group or is not like taking away from anybody else's turn, fuck yes. Yay. I am so like into that. If like you're trying to do a spell, but you want to do something that's like not at, like slightly out of the spell rules to do something awesome, mm. fuck yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, so I'm really a big believer in the rule of cool. So some, that's something to keep in mind. Um, like I said before, we're not going to be focusing on encumbrance. We're not going to be focusing oh, on God. hunger. I am a little hungry right now, but that's okay. Um, we're not, not going to be focusing on experience points. I'm going to be doing milestone leveling for you guys. Oh, so okay. I will tell you when you level up um, specifically because, oh, and now you get 15 experience points. Now add those to your counters is fucking terrible radio. We're trying yeah, to I guess, I, I mean, as a nerd, I kind of want to play it that way, but as, I we see can play that listening, like, that makes sense. Yeah, for our I don't, audience. I don't mind, I don't mind yeah. that. For our audience, we want to make sure that it's good for them. As to a person, to. you'll get experience, but as a character, he'll just tell you when you're leveled up. Right. Cool. And then in between each, <laughs> like, section of story, so I have these, like, mini campaign arcs planned out for you guys. Cool. We're going to slow down and spend some time focusing on character stuff. So okay. uh, I won't have, I won't usually have very many specific scenes that I want you guys to play out with characters or anything like that. So I want you guys to like think about what your characters would be doing, and then we can kind of 
role play those scenarios out to like really like hone in and build this world that we're creating together. Now that we are at this point, uh-huh. right? I'm going to read you guys the story that's going to unfold. And then we're going to take a break and play some fucking D&D. Sound good? Yay. All right. So, let's let me fucking pull it up. Now I have to get like all serious and exposition-y. This is great. Tindrek, the world that you call home has reached a breaking point. Building materials are scarce and energy consumption throughout the world is reaching its peak. Both members of the magical and the scientific communities believe that the world is on the brink of destruction. But there is a story of a mystical item known as the Sigil of Terrace, an object with an endless source of power. The story goes that the sigil has been broken up into three separate pieces and hidden across the land. It is fortunate that prophets, scryers, and even members of the scientific community believe that the sigil is real, and they think that they've found the three pieces. And even if only one of these pieces is found, it could possibly be enough to save the world. Unfortunately for you, however, the tales of the sigil also mention the horrors that guard these pieces. So, three separate expeditions have set off to find the three individual pieces of the sigil of Terrace. Alongside you three, there are six others in this first of the three expeditions. You have Dalta Zephyrin, the archaeologist and leader of this expedition. She is well-spoken, especially as a half-orc. There's Frag Morogra, the dwarven lieutenant of the Tindrakian army, sent as a missionary to help protect the mission from any potential threats, natural or otherwise. There is Elira Salar, the elven navigator, who is in charge of making sure the expedition reaches its destination. They are a quiet elf who keeps to themselves for the most part, which is in complete contrast to their longtime cohort, Reginald Smoky Dukes, the smooth-talking, sometimes loud and obnoxious tabaxi hunter. He has worked with Elira for his entire adult, and actually part of his younger life. There's Riz Moonfall, the human scryer who was one of the first to see the visions of the Sigil of Terrace. And there's Obasi Amadi, the human technologist, who was brought along to help track the sigil. You have worked closely with these people over the last few months, as well as the members of the other two expeditions, which has led you to this point within the Terran jungles, a place that has remained relatively uncharted due to a vast number of disappearing adventurers. Yet here the nine of you are, risking your lives to save the world. Up to this point, you have survived the jungle's many tests and trials, but now you have reached the mouth of a cave, and all signs point to the sigil being inside. Diverse voices. Unique sound. Not the same old thing. Different, different. This is NOCO FM.